Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're speaking with Nona Jones. Nona has extensive experience in church leadership. She's the founder of Nona Jones Ministries. She pastors Open Door Ministries together with her husband, Tim, and she is the director of Global Faith Partnerships for Facebook. You are not going to want to miss this intriguing conversation. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Avail podcast. Can I just say this is my favorite podcast? (laughs) I love this podcast because we're talking leadership and we're talking leadership with amazing leaders, men and women of great influence locally, nationally and globally. And today is another one of those opportunities to connect with an amazing leader. Today, everybody, we have the pleasure of being with Nona Jones. You guys are going to those of you who are getting to meet her here on this podcast or on this YouTube video, you're going to get excited about Nona. Nona is an amazing woman of God. Uh, Together with her husband, Tim, they pastor Open Door Ministries in Gainesville, Florida. And she also plays an important role in this little company called Facebook as director of Global Faith Partnerships. I'm already intrigued and wanting to get into this conversation. Nona, we're so happy to have you here on the Avail podcast. Oh, this is such an honor. Thank you for having me. It's exciting, Nona, uh, when we get to, to speak with uh, with new leaders, uh, people people that really are called by God in such a time as this in strategic places. And um, I'm, I'm excited about talking a little bit about, about your roles, uh, obviously your roles in, in the Facebook world as uh, as you have really, I think a big role to play there also, but also you're not just that you're also, you're also in ministry. You're also a pastor together with your husband working hard uh, in ministry. So we're going to get to that in a second. Before that, why don't you share with us a little bit about your story? Sure. Well, um, let me just first say that I think we oftentimes walk into the successful chapter that a person's life is on and we just assume that's the whole story. Mm -hmm. But um, I, um, I think who I am now in no way reflects uh, who I was growing up. I did not grow up in a Christian home. As a matter of fact, um, I was uh, I was subjected to physical, sexual, verbal abuse um, at a very young age, and I was suicidal um, twice wow. um, at the ages of nine and eleven. And it was after my second attempt that a classmate in the sixth grade invited me to church. And wow. Um, I remember walking into the church. I didn't even know what church was. All right. I remember walking in and people were so welcoming and loving. And um, it was the first time that I can remember feeling like I belonged, feeling like I was wanted. And so the Lord really started doing a work on me um, that day. And um, shortly thereafter, I accepted Jesus as Lord of my life. I got into ministry at the age of 17 and um, the Lord has just placed me in, in really interesting situations. So uh, I've been in ministry since I was 17, but I've also been in leadership roles in the public, the private, the nonprofit sector wow. um, since I became an adult. And so it's been interesting to kind of, you know, marry my, my faith with my vocation and figure out, you know, how can I live out the calling that God has placed in me in organizational contexts? And so... Uh, As you mentioned at the top of the program, my husband and I also pastor a church together, which um, I believe is a blessing because it really helps me to stay grounded. It helps Mm. me to uh, remember that I'm I'm here to serve people in a very tangible way, 
Um, because, you know, sometimes you, you get into leadership roles and you can get removed from people. Right. I think God has has given us this incredible church. It's, it's a small church, so it's not a mega church, but he's given us this incredible church that we can support and serve. And it helps to keep the ground of my heart um, just just uh, good soil <laughs> so that he can continue to to grow out the purpose he has for me in, in my life. I love that. You know, you know, it's funny because you said a lot that caught my attention right now. But the, the one thing that's going through my mind um, is I have two to my two oldest kids are in middle school mm-hmm. and you were in sixth grade yep. when that when that invitation, that first yep. touch, that that little reach out. We sometimes underestimate the power of yes. uh, speaking life into somebody, encourage yeah. inviting someone to church. And that happened for you in middle school. I'm thinking about how important that is. Right. Like you can carry a voice and influence even at a young age. Yeah. And, and that's actually part of why I'm so passionate about next generation ministry. I've, I've been very blessed to to minister in many contexts to youth pastors and mm. uh, even, of course, lead pastors. And what I always tell them is, to your point, you know, don't discount um, the, the young people and their ability to do incredible things for the kingdom. I mean, literally, mm. my sixth grade classmate is the reason wow. why I am where I am today, because she was the one who invited me to church and she really was the salt and light. Um, so, yeah. And, and to parents, I would encourage you too. is like, listen, what you are pouring into your children, it has value. And don't think that, yeah. you know, it's lost on them because you are raising up uh, middle school missionaries. <laughs> you are raising up high school evangelists and you don't even realize it. Yeah. That's really good. Um, okay, I, I think that's a very appropriate place to to kind of segue into yeah. the conversation. Uh, and I do want everybody listening and watching to realize that when you're hearing from Nona Jones, you're not hearing just from Nona Jones, uh, the person who has this amazing role in the Facebook world, you know, in the in the world of social media and influence. But you're you're hearing from a pastor. There's a pastor's voice and a pastor's heart here. So Nona, let's talk a little bit about how did you end up getting involved with Facebook as head of global faith-based partnership? <laughs> okay. So um, th- the short answer is God. And uh, when I tell you the story, you'll realize I am not being hyperbolic. Like literally it's God. So um, four years ago, this was uh, April of 2017. I was um, helping to lead a statewide network of alternative schools for girls. Love mm. what I was doing thought I would do it for the rest of my life. I really felt like that was my calling and my ministry. And I was in prayer and uh, I was asking God for just wisdom and clarity about uh, some strategic decisions that I needed to make. And uh, as I was praying, I heard the spirit say, this assignment is over. And it was so clear that it was confusing because my heart was fully in the work I was doing. And so I was like, I don't think that's right. So I prayed again a few days later And I heard the exact same thing. And it was so clear and confusing that I said, all right, Lord, well, if this assignment is over, then what what's next? Like, what do you want me to do? And all he said was resign at the end of the fiscal year. Now, that would have been June 30th, 2017. So here I am in April and I'm like, "Okay, I've got two, two and a half months to leave the job that I thought I would be on for the rest of my life. As a matter of fact, um, the CEO had just started her succession planning process and she came to me and she was like, listen, I want to name you as my successor. Is this something you'd be interested in doing? And I was like, you know, okay. Because again, I thought that that was where God wanted me. Mm. Well, um, fast forward to June 30th, 2017. It was a Friday. I met with her. I gave her my letter of resignation. And of course she's like, what are you doing? Like, is there anything I can do to change your mind? What is happening right now? Wow. And she even asked, she said, well, what are you going to do next? Like, I have to be able to tell the board 
where you're going. And uh, all I could say is, well, listen, I'll tell you soon because I didn't mm-hmm. know. And so I get in my car. We finished talking around 140. I got in my car and I was driving home at 205, 25 minutes later, my cell phone <clears> rang and it was a 650 area code. And it just said San Francisco, California. And I thought it was a telemarketer. So I wasn't going to answer it. But the spirit said, take the call. Hmm. And so I answered the phone and uh, this woman said, hi, is this Nona Jones? And I said, yes. And she said, hi, I'm calling from Facebook. And I was like, Facebook doesn't call people. Who is this? <laughs> and she proceeded to tell me that apparently the week before all this happened, Mark changed the mission of the whole company uh, to hmm. focus on community building. And uh, she said that there was some research that had been done and they learned that the largest community in the world that was the most meaningful to the people who were in it was the faith community. Wow. And at the time, Mark was atheist. He was agnostic. And so it was not something that the company had ever done. It was not something that the company had ever focused on. And so the question was, well, if we're going to serve this large community, we need somebody to help us build the strategy to do it because like, we don't know how to do that. And so uh, someone happened to uh, say, I think I know the perfect person for this but I don't think we can get her to leave her job because she loves what she's doing. Um, Having no idea that God had already told me (laughs) to leave my job. And so, yeah, I ended up at Facebook because of God Hmm. um, without question, never filled out an application. I didn't even go for on-site interviews. I got my offer letter two weeks later on my birthday. Um, It was uh, just a God thing for, for sure. Wow, that's that's a cool that's a cool story. Um, you know, it, I, I can imagine right now, and I'm sure Nona, you probably would agree with me. There's some people who hear, "Wow, Nona Jones, she got you know pulled in. She's working at Facebook. Whoa, that's amazing." While other people are like, mm, "I don't know about like really right," yeah. because there's so many there's so many varying thoughts about yeah. social media, about internet, about all kinds of things. Right? Yeah. What what would you What's been surprising about working with Facebook that might be surprising to some of our uh, readers, listeners? Yeah, you know, so there's there's many things, but I, I want to place it in the context of scripture because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we look at, you know, tech and we think these are evil platforms and they're mm-hmm. trying to do evil things. Um, but uh, God has been using technology literally since the start of the church. If you look in the book of Acts chapter two, um, there's a story of, you know, the day of Pentecost and there's 120 disciples and they're in the upper room and they're praying, they're praising God. And uh, outside, there were Jerusalems from all over the world. There were Jews from all over the world in Jerusalem mm-hmm. for Pentecost. And uh, they, they heard these, these Jews, these Galileans, declaring the wonders of God in their native tongue. And they were confused by that mm-hmm. because what they didn't know is that the Holy Spirit had fallen and mm-hmm. had enabled uh, these Jews, these Galilean Jews, to begin speaking in other tongues and other languages. And so at the beginning of the early church, and because of this, you know, Peter goes on to declare the gospel and 3,000 are added to the church. But at the beginning of the church, God uses himself as the first Google translate. Okay. (laughs) God uses himself to translate the gospel into the language of the people who needed to hear it in their language in order to accept the gospel message. And so I, I start there because I think it's important to know that Facebook and and all of these tech companies are simply tools. They Mm. are tools that can be leveraged um, for good. And we also know that they are tools that can be leveraged for bad. What I encourage Christians to realize, especially Christian leaders, is that God has placed a tool in your hand that can now reach the far corners of the earth faster than a mission trip ever could. 
cheaper. <laughs> you know, we, we yeah. used to have to raise thousands and thousands of dollars in order to share the gospel and meet needs on the other side of the world. Now we can just whip out our phones and do it. Um, mm. And so I think what you have to understand about Facebook that people may be surprised to know is that, I mean, the company's mission is to give people the power to build community and bring the world closer together, which means everything the company is doing is to ladder up to that purpose. And so if your mission is to build a faith community, that is the platform to do it on because that's why the company exists. That's good. Um, I think one of the things, and, and this, I, I think this is a question that's usually good for just about anybody, no matter where they're working, but as, as a Christian, right. And, and in this case, you're a Christian leader. I mean, you're, you know, you're, pa- you're pastor, you're a Christian leader. How do you approach staying true to your Christian faith while you're serving in what's obviously it's a secular you know, yeah. company, it's a global company. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it can prove a challenge for people, you know, uh, in a local, you know, company organization. How, how do you stay true to your Christian faith? Well, I love this question um, because one of the things that I think God has impressed upon me. So I've, I've been in executive leadership roles since I was 23. Mm. So very, very young age. Now I'm 39. So that's about 16 years. And one of the things that God impressed upon me early Um, is the need to live an integrated life. I think sometimes Mm. we compartmentalize our faith. Like we say, uh, you know, Sundays are about church. Monday through Friday is about work. Saturday is about, you know, family. And we compartmentalize our life. And yet uh, God is calling us to live an integrated life where our faith is not what we do. It's who we are. And so for me, everyone knows, like they know at at Facebook that I'm a pastor. They know that uh, I love the Lord, that I'm a, a strong Christian, a strong believer. And because of that, I have opportunities all of the time to minister and, and uh, inside of the company. So I have employees reach out to me all the time who are just like, Hey, can I set some time with you? Um, I need prayer. Or can I set some time with you? I'm really struggling with faith and I feel like I want to be a Christian, but I don't know. And so Mm. because I lead that way, people see uh, someone that they can talk to. And so I do believe it's critically important that your faith is not something that you just do on the weekend, but it's who you are. Talk about Jesus. I offer to pray for our leaders. I mean, you know, over the last few weeks, uh, some people may not have heard, there's been a bit of a a bit of a controversy (laughs) uh, surrounding Facebook. We've been in the news a whole lot. And Mm. one of the first things I did, one of the first things I did is I reached out to Mark and Cheryl just to say, how can I pray for you? Because what what we forget in the headlines and in the media, mm. that these are human beings. Yeah, and these are people who who have feelings and hurts. And the first thing I want to do as a pastor is I want to be pastoral. And so yeah. I'll reach out to them. How can I pray for you? How can I encourage you? And I think we have to take that on as a mandate as we're leading in these spaces. Yeah, that's good. You know, a word that comes to my mind as you're, everything you're speaking right now is authentic authenticity. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think there's nothing more frustrating to uh, to to people maybe who are sincere in something is when they yeah. see someone who's not or or some, yeah. someone that's misrepresenting, right? Like, oh, like don't misrepresent. And sometimes because of those a few misrepresentations, then a stereotype comes or a thought comes. And so I think I think that's what you're saying is so important. The authenticity means I'm living out my faith, not just that Sunday at church, amen, hallelujah, yeah. <laughs> but Monday at work, you know, yeah. Tuesday at home, Wednesday in the community. Uh, that authenticity, that's that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so 
there, there's been, you mentioned a little while ago, uh, there's been a lot on the news and I'm not talking about specifically about, you know, about the current situation. Cause the truth is there's going to keep continue to be news out there, yes. uh, but sometimes, you know, there's negative impacts of social media on our culture. For example, the spreading of fake news, mm-hmm. right. Or cyber bullying, um, you know, th- things that are, and, and even unfair or, or misrepresentations or unjust or whatever, what, what all these things in light of all these dynamics, what do you think the role of Christian leaders should be with regards to social media engagement? Because because I know some Christian leaders who are kind of the two extremes. Yeah. Right? And, and whether it's yeah, yeah or or I don't want anything to do with it. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, I I think it's really important for Christian leaders to lead by example, to model righteousness. Um, as a matter of fact, it's funny, I'm, I'm speaking at a, a church leadership conference tomorrow. And, um, you know, as I was preparing for it, uh, the Lord took me to the book of Hosea chapter four, where um, he's laying a charge at the feet of Israel's leaders, um, because he says this thing that, you know, um, basically the more priests there were, the more uh, the people sinned, you know, Mm. the priests relished the wickedness of the people. And so it will be like people like priests. That's basically what it's saying. But um, I think that that we as as Christian leaders have to lead. We can't just abandon Mm. people and say, well, you know, y'all figure it out because all that's going to do is just have people descend further into to wickedness and things. Right. And so I think we have to be in these spaces to model righteousness, you know, instead of being someone who shares a post uh, that is about a conspiracy or misinformation, instead of doing that, maybe we share a post that points people to Jesus. Um, maybe Instead of, you know, liking or commenting on a post that's arguing back and forth, maybe instead we message the person that made the post and we offer words of uh, encouragement and conciliation, you know, Mm. to them privately. I think we have to model that. And what's happened is instead of modeling it, we have we started instead of modeling what Christ likeness is, we've really been mirroring culture. And, and I think that's why we see what we see. Uh, it's funny because a lot of people will say, you know, social media is, is the reason why things are the way they are. But let's be honest, before Facebook, before MySpace, right? We had division, we had divisiveness because that's part of our human fallen nature is yeah. to argue and be malicious and have, you know, vitriol and hostility. But that's why God appoints us as his priests. He appoints us as his leader. Mm. So that we can be the ones to show the world what it looks like to lead with love and truth and compassion and conviction. So so that's what I would say is I think we have to take the mantle up. Don't, you know, delete your account and, and go away. Instead, model righteousness, model yeah. love and, and be that light. Yeah, that's good. Um, I have a mentor who talks about uh, a fathering presence, a faithful presence, and a fruitful presence. That's what we're mm-hmm. called to be yeah. as Christians in this world, and um, uh, that's what I'm hearing you you share. Uh, it, the, the craziness has always been there. It's just oh, that social media yeah. has has opened the windows to, to, <laughs> to, yeah. to look yeah. in, right? And 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 uh, what what I know, um, so many teams are working on at Facebook. This is the part that doesn't get all the headlines, but there are so many teams working on these issues. Um, I think one of the most heartbreaking parts of especially the recent news cycle is, you know, since I'm on the inside of the company, I know, Mm -hmm. 
I know how deeply our leaders uh, care about these issues and I know how much money gets invested in them. And so it's it's challenging when the headline is not um, it's not accurate, you know, to the heart and the intention of the leaders and what it does. And, and this is what I'm praying against. And this is why I encourage them is it can almost make you feel like, hey, you know, what's the point of trying? Right. <laughs> if 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 my good is going to be evil spoken, what's the point of trying now? You know, they're not in that camp because they know we have to do what's right, regardless of how it's perceived. I do encourage and ask any leaders watching to, to be <clears throat> praying, pray for these these folks who have tremendous influence and power um, to do the right thing and to be led by the spirit of God, because these are very, very difficult uh, times we're in. Yeah, it's true. That's a good word. Um, have you ever no, no, I don't know. You, I don't know if you're a gym person or not, but have you ever seen these videos of people who go to the gym? and have no idea how to use the machine. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then you see the other people who, who you know, who, know, who are so good that, you know, it's kind of like, it's like you just want to go home because it's yes. kind of best practices, worst practices in the gym. Now, let's go to, let's go to Facebook. Sure. When, when Christian leaders engage with social media, what are some of the best practices that you've seen uh, or that you recommend? And then maybe give us a few worst practices. Mm. So let me tell you, my number one best practice is actually more philosophical than practical. And I, I think it's important because what I'm going to tell you practically, uh, if you don't get this first one, it, it won't matter. The first is this. Um, I've noticed that there are many leaders whose entire goal is to build their following and to build their reach and get people to follow them. And, and the problem with that is that you know we're we're building a following that we're not leading. Mm. Like we're 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 building this, we're amassing this population of people that we hope will like and comment and share our posts, but we're not really leading them anywhere. And so my number one best practice is this is to remember that it doesn't matter how many followers you have if your followers are not following Jesus through you. So be a conduit, all right? So mm -hmm. philosophically, keep that in mind that you are a conduit. Now, secondly, I think it's really important to have a community mindset. There was a saying many years ago that content is king. And content does matter. However, content may be king, but engagement is emperor. What does that mean? You can share a post uh, and you may get some people to like it, but the algorithm across most social platforms is not just about how many people like it. It's also about people that are commenting and interacting and building mm -hmm. relationships between and among each other. So what you really want to do is instead of just making statements, you want to ask questions. You want to spark conversation. But remember, it needs to be a healthy conversation, a conversation mm -hmm. that encourages and challenges people to grow in their faith and grow in their maturity. We're not going to just post content that gets people fighting and bickering and arguing back and forth because then we have, uh, I would say, we have uh, malpracticed our priesthood. And so mm -hmm. we have to spark conversations that lead people to growth. So uh, lead with a community mindset. Um, I would also say uh, if you are doing live streaming, um, <laughs> you do not have to have a 10 minute or 15 minute countdown. All right. The people are there. As soon as you go live, the people are there. When you use a very long countdown timer, what happens is people go away because the I saw uh, the average attention span for a Facebook user is three seconds. And wow. so if they're spending 15 minutes watching the time go down, <laughs> 
they're going on to do something else. So uh, super, super short countdowns, a minute, 30 seconds at the most. If you need a countdown, I don't even recommend mm. using them. Um, but uh, that's a best practice as well. Um, and then last, I would say, is remember with engagement being emperor, you need to respond to people's comments. Mm. I heard leaders say, oh, I don't have time. Well, the reality is if you don't have time to interact with the people who are following you, you probably don't have time uh, to be a leader in the social uh, space. And if mm. you don't have time to be a leader in the social space when we're in the digital age, you really need to question what are you doing? Mm. Because we live in, in an age that is fueled by and powered by social media. So respond to people's comments with questions get to know them um, and structure your, your social so that it's interactive. That's good advice. Um, would you mind? Cause I always like to watch that guy who's pulling the machine and doesn't know what he's doing. Would you mind sharing maybe a worse practice or two that you've seen? I mean, you know, those things that make you cringe a little bit. Yeah. Well, so the countdown timer is probably the number one uh, cringe. It really <laughs> so is like the for events one. for like events. Oh or... my gosh. Because I, I see it and I, I you'll see like, one person watched two, three, five people watched two, one, zero. Then it just kind of goes up and down. Um, so that's, that's probably a number one best practice. I would say uh, another one, in particular for Christian leaders, <sighs> y'all, we have to steward our platform. Uh-huh. We have to honor our platform. And I've seen way too many Christian leaders uh, that are sharing posts from scoffers. What do I mean? Uh, Psalm 1 and 1 says, blessed is the man who walketh not in the way of sinners, nor sitteth mm-hmm. in the seat of the scornful. Uh, that, that word scornful means a ridiculer. As a mm-hmm. Christian leader, we should not be sharing or reposting anything that makes other people question us. And what I mean right. is, when you make a, when you share a post of somebody that's calling somebody an idiot or a moron or something like that, yeah. That, that's not a good look. And, and yeah. why? Because what happens is when we keep that content before our eyes, it changes the way we see um, the people we're called to serve. Yeah. And so, you know, don't share that content because that 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 makes me cringe because I'm just yeah. like, oh, no, uh, the people who are watching and following this, it's making them say, yeah, they're the enemy. No, we have one enemy. His name is Satan. Yeah. <laughs> and if we see each other as the enemy, he's actually one because that's his entire focus and hope. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that that happens. Uh, I think sometimes it may it may be uh, unintentional mm-hmm. and yet. Uh, the way it it's perceived can do some damage, oh, even yeah. to even to one's own reputation. Uh, yes. I think you really have to be careful there, um, and I and I think sometimes uh, uh, our own um, personal opinions or preferences or denomination or thoughts yeah, yeah. or beliefs can easily make us lean towards. Ooh, I like that comment because he's putting down that guy that I don't agree with, or. She's putting down that, you know, that woman that I'm not so, so in line with. I should put that out there, yeah. not realizing that that's not really life giving. That's not giving the best the best example. It isn't. And, and the thing I try to keep in my mind is we have to remember our mission. Our mission is to make disciples. Mm. And so if we were to find ourselves in a situation with that person that we really don't agree with, uh, but let's say they were open to the gospel message is there something that we have posted or said that would disqualify us from being that messenger? And so mm. that's what I keep in my heart. I'm like, Lord, please don't let me ever say or do or post something that disqualifies me sure. uh, as a messenger of your mission. 
Yeah, that's a good perspective. Okay, all right. So let's do a little bit of role play here. Yeah. No, no. Let's do some. <laughs> all right. I don't do that social media stuff. I don't. That's not for me. I don't think it's useful. I think it's a. I don't want to do any of that. A leader, a Christian leader, who says, "Keep me. I don't want it. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's the devil. I don't want to do it. I don't want anything to do with it." What 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 would you, what your what would your comments be? What what would your advice be <laughs> to yeah. somebody in that position? Well, my I would I would ask a question. One question would be, mm-hmm. um, if you knew that eighty percent of the people in your community, 80% of the potential customers, if you're a business leader Mm -hmm. uh, in your community were located on one side of town, would you have a location there? Chances are, yeah. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so right now, just in the United States alone, 80% of Americans are using Facebook alone. That's just one app. And so if you want to really reach and connect with people, you need to be where they are. Um, Statistically, before the pandemic, at most 20% of Americans were attending a weekend worship service. Since uh, churches have started to reopen over the last, you know, six, eight, 10 months, they have seen about 40% of the people return. And what that means is 40% of 20% is 8%. So that means 8% of Americans are attending a weekend worship service. And I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied with 8%. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. we have to get to the point where we say, you know what, I'm going to be where the other 92% are too. <laughs> That's good. That's it's The numbers are staggering, especially things have really changed. And yeah. so- we have to be wise. We have to be strategic. We have to be relevant. I think that's a word that that's important yeah. in, the, in this time that we're living in, in this season that we're living in. Um, I guess uh, you know we have we have all kinds of uh, viewers and listeners to avail. We have uh, younger leaders. We have more seasoned leaders. We have men. We have women. A lot of ministry leaders. A lot of marketplace leaders. Um, regarding regarding emerging opportunities regarding uh maybe maybe what's new that's coming coming out or what's new that's available that that as christian leaders we should know about uh, regarding social media regarding facebook regarding possibilities and opportunities what what's coming down the track sure so there's there's two things i will tell you one of which is is pretty accessible the other of which will require some work um so the most accessible um i would say trend in the social media landscape right now is short form video, short form entertaining video. So anything that's like 60 seconds or less. So I would say as a leader, begin thinking about what type of conversations you can spark through those types of experiences, because that's Mm. how uh, algorithms across the different social platforms are prioritizing content. The second trend is this trend toward uh, virtual reality. And so, um, you know, you may have heard phrases uh, and words like the metaverse. And so there are multiple social platforms that are thinking about how can we create experiences for people who want to build communities in mm. virtual reality. And so that's uh, that's something that I think will take some education to deeply understand. But those are two trends that are happening right now that I think have a, a tremendous amount of promise. Yeah, that's good. That's that's good to hear because I think we, you know, even though you have it, you have to know what's happening. You yes. know, what's working, what's what's really functioning. Okay, uh, uh, we're, we're 
we're headed towards the final stretch here, no, no. But I, I, I'm just curious. I'm a curious person, so I'm curious. What's fun? What's been fun? What, 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 what would you say, man? This has been a fun aspect of my role, you know, with with you know with Facebook as you know as director of you know Global Faith Partners and all this. What, yeah. what's caught your attention? What's excited you? You know, what's been fun about it? Well, I mean, working for Facebook itself is fun because. Mm-hmm. Um, Every day is new. You know, there's a philosophy that we have as a company that I try to to embrace even in my pastoral capacity is um, that that you have to remember that if you've made an investment in something, it is a sunk cost. So if it's not Mm. working, cut it off and move on. That's been really helpful for me because sometimes we can get so embedded and wedded to (laughs) things that we, you know, spent time or talent or treasure on, uh, but they're not working. And so it's been fun to be able to make pivots and be able to make shifts. I've really enjoyed getting to work with um, houses of worship all around the world, influencers all around the world who are doing really powerful work to impact the world for for Christ. And so um, one of the fun things that I did uh, right before the pandemic kind of blew up is um, I hosted in New York um, a a session with a number of gospel artists, amazing gospel artists, uh, where they got around the piano. It was like Kirk Franklin and Erica Campbell and all these incredible artists. And they got around the, the piano and they just started to like sing and worship and play and being able to orchestrate things like that is such a gift and such a privilege. And so, yeah, things like that make my job a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. Now here's a question that, you know, you, you hear this sometimes out there, but, but I think there's validity to it. And I think it's good to think about it. Um, you know, you mentioned that you got a kind of an early start in leadership and even in ministry. Um, if, if Nona Jones from, from 2021 could, could sit down and have coffee with Nona Jones from, let's say, um, 20 years back, right? What, what would be some, some tips, some advice, some words that, that the, the seasoned, um, now more experienced Nona would share with that young about to start life, Nona? You know, I, um, I think I would tell her, don't take yourself so seriously. Um, <laughs> I, I had a deep sense that I needed to, you know, be perfect and everything had to work out right. And so I think I took myself a little too seriously. Um, but I would also encourage her to, to try new things, you know, um, yeah. travel abroad more and just see the world. I've been blessed to do that over the last few years, but uh, 20 years ago, I was not doing that at all. And I had a great opportunity to do that in college. Um, so yeah, I would say don't take yourself too seriously and uh, open up your mind to new experiences. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, you know, I think I think you and I and a lot of the leaders out there who 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 the Lord has allowed us to experience some leadership and some experiences in ministry in the marketplace, we have a responsibility to speak mm-hmm. into the lives of young people. And uh, and I think you're in a great position to to do that. And I re- really I think it's great. I think there's probably a lot of people who are going to want to follow you, connect with you, or learn more about you, Donna. How can people stay connected with you? Oh, sure. Well, um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all the same handle at Nona, not Nora. Nona, not Nora. Uh, You can also visit my website, nonajones.com. And if you want to connect with me over text, you can just text the word Nona to 33777 and uh, would love to connect with you. 
All right, you heard it there. You can text Nona to three three seven seven. So that's that's a cool opportunity to text you. And then, can you tell me what the what the uh, Nona not Nora is? What's that all about? Because my maiden name is Collins, so I would be okay. you know I'm Nona Collins. But as soon as I got married and my last name became Jones, everyone started calling me Nora Jones. You I am not her. Piano? I was no, I was. I actually do play the piano, which is funny. I'm, I do play piano and I'm a singer. But I was in Sydney, Australia, keynoting a conference. And uh, the MC introduced me as a Grammy Award winning artist. And I was like, oh, oh my God. God. So like, Nona, not Nora. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are fun stories you can share with people. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 this is cool. Hey, um, uh, nonajones.com, everybody, that's where you can learn more about Nona. You can follow her on the social media, uh, in the social media world, uh, Nona, not Nora. Uh, and you can text her at 33777. Uh, one of the things we love, Nona, here at Avail is the Avail Leadership Journal, the Avail Magazine. This comes out quarterly. We just want to put leadership resources, practical, relevant re- leadership resources in people's hands. Have you had a chance to go through an Avail Magazine? I have, and it is awesome. I love it. It's rocking. Hey, if you're listening or watching right now, we just want you to know, if you haven't done so, I don't know what you're waiting for. You can go to availjournal.com and you can get a free annual subscription on us for the first year. Free annual subscription. You're going to get the the four for the year from when you sign up. I highly recommend it. Why? Because as leaders – We want to be up to speed with what's happening. We want to hear from amazing leaders. What I love about specifically the Avail uh, Leadership Journal is that uh, there is a multicultural diversity, multi-generational diversity with the people who speak into these journals with great articles on leadership that are going to help you in ministry. They're going to help you in business. Um, Availjournal.com. You can uh, subscribe to a free annual subscription. We hope that you enjoy that and take advantage of that offer because we want to put leadership resources in your hands. Uh, Nona, I've had a lot of fun. And also uh, there's some things I want to talk to my team about (laughs) and some things I want to try because I'll admit, I think I think I could leverage social media myself a little bit more for the kingdom. I, I I could. It would just require a little bit of intentionality and some great advice, like the one, like the advice that I got from you here today. Uh, no, no. Could you just leave maybe some final uh, thoughts, some closing remarks for everybody today? Um, I would just say, know that you are called for such a time as this. You have been placed where you are on purpose, with purpose. Um, And I'm praying that God will work mightily through every single one of you in the domain that he has given you influence in. So, so good. Uh, You have a purpose. God put you on this earth for purpose. Nona has just clarified that. And I I 100% agree with that. Nona, um, we're really proud of you. On behalf of the Avail uh, team uh, here here at at Avail, we're just thankful for your life. On behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martin Van Tilburg, everybody who's behind everything Avail, uh, we're so proud of you. We honor you. And and we're we're excited to see what God's going to continue to do through you. Oh, praise God. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everybody, we hope you have enjoyed this conversation. Nona Jones, go check her out on social media. Check her out on her website, nonajones.com. And of course, reach out if you have more questions, you want some advice. Her and her team are going to be a great resource for you. And I think for us as Christian leaders, there is a role that we can play in today's world. In today's world, there's there's another world that's beyond the physical world. There's this there's social media. Let's reach people for the kingdom. We hope you've enjoyed this and gotten some, some great insight from Nona here today. Remember, uh, theartofleadership.com for more leadership resources. I'm your host, Virgil Sierra, and I can't wait to connect with you all on the next episode here at the Avail Podcast.
thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast. We hope you've been challenged by this conversation with Nona Jones. Remember, you can connect with Nona by going to nonajones.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. If you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.